You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. We're in the process of rolling out um, to all the major population centres through 2023. Um, We've been very lucky to get a government grant that enables us to um, put on something like 300-odd people to support the program across the country. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Des. Well, welcome to this week's Momentum. It is uh, Tim and Des with you all around Australia and so glad to be with you once again. It is good to have you tuning in. Des, my friend, how are you this week? Are you well? I am amazingly good for a man of my age and physical condition. (laughs) <laughs> little too much information but no, thank you for that. clearing that up for us <laughs> hey look uh, in all seriousness if you'd like to find out a bit more about this uh, former Englishman and former Irishman you can do that at MomentumAustralia.org and of course most importantly why Momentum exists why we're here uh, w- what's in this for you in the next half an hour but generically when you tune into Momentum love you to check out the website have a look around MomentumAustralia.org and also you'll see a big number on the front of the website, and Des is going to tell us a bit more about that. It's been a fairly recent introduction to Momentum Days, but it's something that we're really, really excited about, hey? Yeah, we sure are. We're uh, very blessed to have set up a support line for men, the Momentum Care Line. And significantly, that number is very easy for men to remember, uh, which is good for me. So it's one 800 men that's one 800 Services provided by our friends at Caroline Connections. Uh, you can reach out to the Caroline seven days a week from 9am to 11pm. one 800 men Love it. Straightforward. So, before we get into this week's show, we recommend you grab a notebook and a pen or take some notes on your phone because I believe this is going to be, there's going to be a lot of stuff here that's going to be really helpful in the next half hour or so. Maybe not for you right now, but maybe for you in the future, but certainly there'll be people in your world who really will benefit from the sort of things we're going to talk about. Yeah, 100%. You know, when a relationship breaks down, and particularly in times of separation, everybody involved needs some degree of support and advice. And in the case of a marriage breakdown where children are involved, not always, but it tends to be that the kids stay in the family home with mum and it tends to be that dad then moves out and has to find somewhere else to live. So often in times like this, we hear men talk about the difficulties they face when it comes to engaging lawyers, navigating demands from former partners, the, the bitterness, all the stuff that happens in that world, and trying to maintain a fair and equitable access to kids. Parents Beyond Breakup is an incredible charity that supports parents experiencing trauma related to family breakdown and separation. And their Dads in Distress service in particular helps men uh, find hope, support and a platform that they can use as they navigate the tricky waters after a separation. And so you might want to just check out their website, which is parentsbeyondbreakup.com. And we have the Hunter and Central Coast Project Manager for Parents Beyond Breakup, Rob Hoyle, uh, with us this week. Welcome to Momentum, Rob. Thanks very much for the welcome. Rob, we just want to say from behind the scenes, uh, you, you reached out to us at Momentum. And, uh, you know, we, we just shared a little bit off air that uh, Des and I have both had uh, stories relating to, uh, you know, breakups and relationship uh breakdowns and things like that and uh and i we're just so excited that you reached out to us because we we just see such a benefit in what you have to offer and uh i mean we wish that you guys were around or we knew about you when when we were going through our stuff but the the thing is you are and i and we're so glad to get you on the show because men all around australia are are dealing with this and, and maybe potentially in the future dealing with this so we're super thrilled to get you on and tell us a bit more about you know parents beyond breakup um i suppose Tell us a bit about your own story before we launch into what you guys do. How did you find yourself at Parents Beyond Breakup? 
people, unfortunately, like you two guys, I've um, experienced uh, the pains and frustrations of separation and um, custody and also financial split. And uh, I know that was one of the most unpleasant parts of my whole life. Mm. And I guess the Lord created an opportunity for me um, in terms of uh, major sickness some five or six years ago, uh, put me on the cut on the process of um, going back to study. I already had one degree, so over the period of recovery, I managed to get another degree and a master's degree, and that was in divinity and chaplaincy. So I finished that in uh, 2019, prayed to the Lord that I could be useful utilized yeah. in the kingdom and it seemed like the very first job that came up in the new year was with um, parents beyond breakup wow uh, i interviewed and uh, i was employed almost within a week that's amazing uh, obviously meant to be i love how you said that, that the lord created an opportunity through sickness <laughs> that's yeah. really interesting isn't it yeah he pulled me up um i was on a course to nowhere um it was a, a positive course but uh yeah, I was working as I started my own landscaping contracting business as part of a recreation process of, for myself, and mm. I was working myself into the ground. Mm. I wasn't a young guy, but I was working as hard as the 30-year-olds that I was employing and living the lifestyle of a 30-year-old, which I wish yeah. I could, but I can't. <laughs> yeah. 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 Tell us a little bit about the background to Parents uh, Beyond Breakup. How did it come about as an organisation? Well, it started in Coffs Harbour about 23 years ago where there was a dad who was going through the problem, the major problem of separation, and he invited a few of his mates to the balcony and that just kept on growing. Um, so the start was 23 years ago and we're fortunate to still have the advice of the founding father there as well as one of the other founders is still employed on our helpline. So some degree of longevity there that's great so that's how it started uh just basically out of somebody seeing the need and starting it in coffs harbour and it spreads spread from there and just on that we should add that their helpline for beyond parents beyond breakup is 1300 853 437 and that includes your a subgroup called dads in distress so it's 1300 yeah. 853 437 I love how that was just one guy who was going through something and went, hey, there's no one really here that I can reach out to. I'm just going to invite a few mates over. And, you know, we talk about this on Momentum all the time about men particularly reaching out and getting connected, but being intentional with that, because if we don't, it's, it's not generally doesn't happen. Right. I mean, any relationship takes intentionality, whether that's, you know, a marriage or friendships or whatever. But for the guys, particularly, we, we tend to not want to do that. And particularly if we're going through stuff, we tend to want to bunker down and isolate rather than actually reach out when we're going through a tough time. So I love the fact that that was the just the genesis for this to go, hey, you know what? I'm not sure what to do, but I'm just going to invite some mates over. And from there, here we are 23 years down the track. Um, I love your, um, your tagline for Dads in Distress, uh, which is, I think, empowering families. Um, and I love that. So tell us a bit about some of the things that you do with parents beyond breakup to, to do that along the journey of separation, marriage, separation, breakdown, that sort of thing? Well, essentially it's a peer support group. And so what we get um, the dads participating through sharing their own situation. Um, and we have a section of the, um, the meeting that's called the check-in where uh, the dads actually are given a stone, which is the talking stone, and they have the floor. So no interruptions from me or from any of the other dads 
and they just say it like it is. Um, so that sharing is very cathartic and it's also very therapeutic to know that they're actually putting words to their feelings and sometimes for the very first time. Yeah, that and that speaks into momentum, and that that's exactly what we encourage men to do when they're they're struggling with whatever in life. Just get along some people, a couple of guys that you can trust, that you can get alongside, and and start to talk about what's happening in your world. Yep, exactly. So, Rob, tell us a bit more about those groups. Um, are they all around the country, or at this stage, are they just in certain pockets? And, and a bit about, I suppose, how they run. Well, like you guys, we have a helpline which is manned six days a week at the moment it's going to seven um that is probably the emergency triage and we have a national coverage at the moment with something like five or six um online groups a week mm. and we have three or four locations where we do face-to-face groups um we whilst i'm there that they're dads in distress that's the name of the, the groups but we also have uh, at the moment, one mums in distress group that's uh, conducted online, mm. and hopefully within the next few weeks we'll have a face-to-face group starting in the central coast. So, yeah, primarily we're focused on men because that's the high biggest need. But there's no shortage of women in the same situation. Sure. Yeah. So to clarify, Rob, let me just clarify for people listening: um, if even if they're not, say, in New South Wales or Hunter Valley or whatever there's something online that they can tune into wherever they are in Australia, correct? Exactly. Right. And we're in the process of rolling out um, to all the major population centres through 2023. Um, we've been very lucky to get a government grant mm. that enables us to um, put on, you know, we were looking at the numbers the other day in a staff meeting, something like 300-odd people to support the program. Wow. Volunteers, yeah. not all yeah. paid, yeah, <laughs> of across the country. Yeah. So so therefore there will be face-to-face groups hopefully by the end of this year all around the, all around Australia. I want to just encourage all the radio stations that take our show and also all the men who are listening to think about maybe if you're I've been through it or you're in the middle of it, you know, think about maybe setting up one of those groups in your town. So we, you know, we are broadcast right across Australia to small towns to major towns right across this great land. And so the radio stations and men who are listening, why do you think about contacting Parents Beyond Breakup uh, and setting up one of these groups? Mm. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah. it's good, Des. Rob, let's just go back a step and let me ask you, you know, we talked about in the introduction some of the main challenges that parents face particularly, but let's talk about dads for a moment. What, What do you, in your experience with, you know, dads in distress particularly, what do you think are some of the main challenges that men face in the initial stages of separation? It boils down to pure frustration and hopelessness. And if that's not controlled, it very soon moves into depression. Mm. And if that's not controlled, there can be suicidality. So it's mainly frustration. Blokes are dealt with, uh, deal with things in a compartmental box-by-box way. Yeah. And if one of their boxes is um, broken, and they find it very hard to move to the next box to improve their situation. So it becomes a frustration response, really. Right. And can I remember whenever I was going through my first divorce, um, having done it twice, and, you know, there was absolutely, I had nobody. I, you know, my family were in Ireland. I had nobody 
I could mm. I could turn to. I wasn't involved with church. I wasn't involved with groups. I worked hard, and I, I had absolutely nobody that I could approach. And so I'm sure there's hundreds of men who maybe listen to this show who are in that same situation, and the frustration and the anger and the um, the guilt and all the stuff associated with that separation just plays on mm. your mind. Mm. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Rob, can I just expand that a, a, a little further? And I mean, we can all, uh, and those of us who've been through it, can can understand where that some of the frustrations come from. But again, just to give give us a blanket uh, overview from your experience, what do you think are some of the key frustration points for men in, in a breakup? Is it that they they're treated differently? Is it that the system treats them differently? Is it that their life? changes is it that they find themselves on their own like what are some of the key triggers particularly for some of the things that can really trigger that sense of frustration hopelessness and you know i i, I don't know what to do here i've got my you know i feel like my hands are behind my back kind of feeling unfortunately one of the major triggers for men is the avo apprehended violence order and for a lot of guys it's something that they have no idea about and in a lot of cases it's their first interaction with the law and that creates so much trauma and stress trying to control something that is being mandated on them by the government or by the police force and that 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 is one of the unfortunate major triggers Mm. okay well let's explore that because that's something i'm not super familiar with so i mean obviously there's times where it's appropriate that these things are put in place uh, from what I'm gathering, and I may be reading into this incorrectly, but what I'm saying, what you're, th- I think you're saying is that sometimes that, that can get used and abused a little bit? Totally. I call it weaponization of the AVO. Um, and I, I've consulted with senior police people, and, and they, they say that the AVO is really nothing much to worry about. It's when it's an ADVO, which is applied by the police, that is when it becomes a really important criminal matter. And the further advice is that most of the AVOs are based on hearsay. She said this, I said that, and a general non-specific event. But an ADVO will probably have evidentiary um, evidence, such as a photograph or some other thing that says that that point of violence actually did happen. Mm. And that's the one that people need to really... Dads need to understand that, that that is major, but an AVO, it's just a system. You know, it's it's probably a a timeout. Would probably be a nice way to put it. You know, in a softer form. Mm. I'm assuming then that there's some men that don't necessarily feel like that. That when if even even if it's the lighter end of the scale in inverted commas the the AVO, that if that's put upon them or you know. Uh, placed upon them to some degree that they they feel like they're a terrible person, terrible husband, terrible dad, that they've overstepped and, and maybe in their heart, perhaps that wasn't the case. Totally. I've had several guys turn up um, in tears, totally distraught about the um, ramifications of it. And generally we've been able to get a more balanced view over a fairly short period of time and then they see the light and they can start moving forward. 
We're going to take a short break. There's a lot more to this that we're going to come back and talk to. Uh, our special guest is Rob Hoyle from Parents Beyond Breakup. Going to leave you with a couple of uh, websites, numbers, etc., just for you to jot down before we jump to the break. Parentsbeyondbreakup.com is their website, and they have a helpline specifically that you can call. The number is one 853 437. That's one 853 437. Parentsbeyondbreakup.com. 1-300-853-437. Our special guest is Rob Hoyle. We're going to come back and chat more with Rob in just a moment. Stay tuned. This is Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. All right, well, this is Momentum, uh, part two of uh, a very intriguing show with our special guest, Rob Hoyle from Parents Beyond Breakup. A uh, couple of websites and things again for you. Well, ours is MomentumAustralia.org. Just pin that away for the end of the show and have a look around and check out what we do. Our, way, our care line, rather, is one 636 If you want to have a confidential chat at some stage about anything that's happening in your life, you can do that. Also, uh, Parents Beyond Breakup have their own website, obviously, parentsbeyondbreakup.com, but they have their own helpline too. And particularly for dads and their, their, their side show, which is uh, Dads in Distress, one three hundred eight five three four three seven is their helpline number. That's one three hundred eight five three four three seven. So a couple of options for you guys if you're going through some stuff and you need some help, some advice, some support, some encouragement. Um, ring one of those numbers. Somebody will be able to help you out. And uh, as we are talking about, particularly um, post separation, some of the things that men in particular go through and struggle with. And Rob, before we went to the break, we did touch on AVOs and ADVOs, and we thought we might just come back and explore that a little bit more as we uh, as we launch into that and just give men some clarity around what that is, Des. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess it's just, just by way of introduction, I mean, the frustration and the hopelessness that men feel as they go through this process. They're dealing with all their own emotional issues, the breakup of a family unit, you know, separation from kids and so forth. And they're in this environment where, you know, they, they don't know what they can do. They they probably know that the family law system is fractured and broken. And many would have a view that it is biased towards women. And and there may be some reasons for that or not. But let's talk about the difference between what is an AVO, how do people get one, what value does it have, as opposed to an ADVO, because I'd never heard those two separate terms. Rob? You know, an AVO, anybody is able to uh, place an AVO. is essentially a device to create separation between different parties and it could be on any amount of allegations and those allegations don't need to be substantiated so i could say i'm threatened by your overbearing personality Des, and if i i could get an avo on the basis of that wow you know that's a trivial example yeah but an advo is really by exact by the same example is if I get up and punch you in the shoulder, that is physical violence and there'd be a good chance you could go away and get a date-stamped date uh, photograph as evidence that that actually happened. And that, if was taken to the police, they would be likely to, to create an ADVO, which is uh, a, a, a police-mandated order. Can, can I go back a step then? The AVO, who actually um, enforces that? It's enforced by rules that you you, you can't in, 
pins the um the person that you're the a the person that has created the AVO sorry the AVO. So if the AVO is against your ex, you can't go within a specified um distance of it. And that the AVO will actually specify what that is. So you can be precluded from seeing your kids. You can be right. precluded from the house. So an AVO can be by either party, I presume? Yes, exactly. And where where would I go to get an AVO? Do I have to go to the police station or how would I do that? Police or, or the um or the courthouse. Or the courthouse, okay. And obviously then there's a there's a greater degree of severity and seriousness around an ADVO, which then comes from the police. Tell us about then the ramifications of having something like that on your life over an AVO. Well, you're in the police system. If you breach it, it's a criminal matter. Um, if you breach an AVO, it still is a criminal matter, but it's not not held in such high um, regard by the police. Sure. So, I mean, we've said a, a couple of times, and so I just want to clarify this because I would hate for women particularly listening right now to feel like we're, we're targeting them and saying, you know, it's skewed towards you, the system is skewed towards you as men get a raw deal. Um, so let's just clarify that and say, in your experience, Rob, um, does it tend to feel like men do get a bit of a raw deal with the system? Do you tend to find that the AVOs and the ADVOs particularly do get used against men unfairly at times? Is that a fair comment to say? It seems in a lot of cases a, um, a strategy that's probably contrived by legal advice to create a, a space that will preclude the male from interacting with the family for a period of time, you know, mm. 12 months or thereabouts. So if I'm on the receiving end of either one of those, Rob, can I just ask, if I'm on the receiving end of one of those and I disagree, right, so if someone wants to put that on me and I go, actually, it's false, I don't believe that that was the case, what then avenues do men have or women have, if that's the case, to argue that and, and try and, I suppose, get that thrown out and say it's actually not applicable? Before any of them are put in place, there's a hearing. Okay. Okay. So the hearing is the opportunity to um, to explain your position, really. Mm. And if if it is clearly hearsay evidence or a con contrivance, um, generally the court will, or the magistrate will see through that. Mm, yeah. but just picking up on what you said, guys can be victims of domestic violence and also recipients of some degree of uh, safety under an AVO. I've got one dad who, it's almost comical, is the only person in, in New South Wales that I know was actually bitten in a dog park by his ex oh. in a public place and there was physical marks. So the police came in and basically placed an ADVO on her, on the, the ex. And um, yeah, that was, the, that was the start of her being banned from interactions. And it was quite mm. reasonable too. Mm. Wow. It's a, it's, a, it's a very dangerous um, situation to be in, I guess, you know, having either to enforce one or have mm. one enforced on you. Exactly. What effect does it have psychologically on men or, or women to have that imposed on them? Well, it's another layer of absolute frustration. You're precluded, you're precluded by law from seeing, in some cases, your children. Um, 
and then it falls into a, a myriad of other frustrations like um, parental control orders and supervised visitation uh, where the dad may only see his children if it's supervised by a third party. Yes. Mm. That, that is just so amazing that that yeah. happens. Yeah, and... Mm. And what and what the um, the issuer of the ADVO, for example, can say greatly influences access. For example, that you may I know of one example where um, the guy lives in Port Macquarie. His daughter lives with his estranged partner in Tamworth, and there was an ADVO, I believe, um, and he got to see his daughter once a month, supervised. Yeah, crazy, really crazy. Mm. Mm. I've got one guy who has, could you believe, eight hours visitation a year, two wow. hours every quarter. Wow, mm. that's very hard to maintain relationships in that case. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's speak into that for a moment. Then, when when a when a dad particularly, um, we're going to speak to the dads now for a tick. But when when men and dads particularly come to you in those sorts of circumstances, what what sorts of things do you offer? But what sorts of things do you say to help men in that space? I mean, that's a really tricky headspace to be in. And as you said, it leads to frustration, hopelessness, and and sadly, in some cases, suicide too. Yeah, agree. Well, what we try to do is have a, a triage, essentially. And before the guy leaves the first meeting, when he presents in a distressed state, we make sure that he's ticked off a couple of key points. And those key points are focused around his own mind health and physical health. Mm. And the first one is to make sure he has some medical support. Um, he may need some medication or he may need then referral to for some psychiatric or psychological or counselling support um, so the doctor can, can work that through. And then the most practical thing we can anybody in that position can do is to start getting involved with some degree of physical education or physical activity. Mm. Um, and that helps lighten the mind also. Most men wouldn't even think about that at all in terms of the physical um, uh, process and the helping that is in, in helping address the mental mm. state. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, they're in, in stress and trauma and it's very hard to think, proactively and creatively creatively when you're stressed and traumatized so mm. trying to reduce that stress and trauma is the first step mm. then after that there's obvious pathways you know talking to a solicitor to get some good practical support not necessarily through the legal system sometimes it's outside the legal system um, but to get somebody who has um a heart for the person as well as an understanding of the law. And there are some solicitors out there that do have that. Mm. One of the things you mentioned, Rob, was that you have support groups or men, uh, you know, dads in distress, and you talked about getting men get together online or offline, um, you know, physically together, and they, they talk about their issues, and you mentioned the fact they have a stone that's passed and they have the right to talk and so forth. Talk to us about those groups because they're, they're obviously really helpful for men to know that at least somebody else is going through what they're going through, mm. uh, and, yep. and they're able to coach it and help each other. I think it's fantastic. Well, it's normally structured over a two-hour period, and the first 
half of it is what we call a check-in, where that stone that you mentioned is passed around the group, and that gives you talking rights. Theoretically, nobody should interrupt until you've had your say. Yeah. Um, so that everybody has a chance to have their say, and mm. then we generally break for a quick coffee, and then the second half is what we call a campfire, where the facilitator, i.e. the group um, uh, moderator, picks up on some common element that could well be AVOs, it could be communication, it could be stress and trauma. And then the campfire is a discussion about that particular topic, or in some cases, the, the discussion from the first half keeps on rolling into the second half because there's so much to say in, in the uh, check-in phase. But we always finish with a, a check-out, which is basically how they're feeling now. And I al always try and get the dads to try and think about what they're going to do in the next week to make their situation a little better. Um, mm. So it's about thinking about what you're going to do, not just keeping mm. wallowing in the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. Rob, Rob, speak to the guys listening right now because uh, there will be guys listening who um, are going through some of the stuff that we've been talking through, right? And um, that now they've heard that there's an opportunity for a group or to get together with other guys. Um, that doesn't necessarily appeal straight up. And let's be honest, for sometimes for guys, it is the last thing we want to do is get together with other blokes and talk about some of the stuff we're going through. So I suppose just some some thoughts and encouragement to the guys listening if they are in that space, why should they or why would they consider joining a group like this? What's what's ultimately the benefit? We know, I mean, we know the benefit, but to get them over the hurdle to go, this is actually really good for you, you should consider this. Yep, I agree. One of the big barriers is anxiety and guys build up an anxiety that it's going to be an uncomfortable scenario or situation. Mm. And I've had a, several guys that have put their hand up as being anxious before they've started. And after going to just one group, they mm. their anxiety is totally broken away. So they mm. feel open and willing that, that it's a safe and and positive environment to share their thoughts with, and, and so they keep on coming. So it, I guess the facilitator is always aware of those people that are anxious, and we address our approach appropriately. But in general, most guys that come feel empowered because they know that they're not alone and that other people are going through similar or even in a lot of cases worse scenarios mm. and that gives them a sense of self-confidence that they're able to to handle their own situation and it's amazing how the groups can actually create learning experiences based on practical experience and that's shared so readily by by guys in in these groups, so yeah, it's it can be daunting, daunting, um, and I know anxiety is a real hindrance for people to come, uh, but uh, be assured that we're aware of that, and mm. we try and not make it as um, daunting as some might think. <laughs> so, yeah. so what sort of training do you give the facilitator? Obviously, as a guy comes in, he has got this burden to help men in his world. Um, in somewhere, wherever he happens to be, Toowoomba or wherever it happens to be, and he wants to set up a group, what sort of training and coaching do you give that individual? Yeah, we have um, 
a, an extensive online coaching support, and then it goes into practical um, learning experiences. Nobody is put out on a group without spending a time as being a co-facilitator. Okay. So depending on the individual and their own level of confidence, you can be a co-facilitator as long as you like, or <laughs> if you feel like putting your hand up, you can be a solo facilitator. Um, I recently had a guy, a trainee in in Newcastle, and he he is arguably probably a better facilitator than I because he's had relevant business experience in that area, mm. and he took to it like a duck on water. Yeah. Um, others need to build their confidence a little more, and we're we're aware that you, you've got to experience it to understand it. Yeah, uh, and in some cases. You've got to work out how to ha- handle the triggers yourself because yeah. mm. some of these stories can trigger your own experiences. Mm. But yeah, that's a that's a process. You learn how to, I guess, control your own thoughts too. Rob, if if guys um, listening then want to perhaps put their hand up and be a part of this this year, which you are looking for people, I guess the parentsbeyondbreakup.com website is the best place to go. That's where you start. There's a, it's about a twelve minute questionnaire online just to give you an idea of what our objectives are, uh, what we do, how we do it. And at the end of that, um, then the next step of training begins. Um, It's like a 12-minute get-to-know-you process, Mm. and then it's personal after that. Yeah. Cool. Well, we we encourage you, if this is your heart um, and you've been stirred by some of the stuff that we've been talking about and you want to step into this space and help other blokes, uh, parentsbeyondbreakup.com is that website. And look, we've we've covered a fair bit in this show. Some of it we've skimmed the surface over, it feels, but also there's been a lot in the show. Uh, Rob Hoyle has been our special guest from Parents Beyond Breakup. That website, again, is parentsbeyondbreakup.com. Encourage you to have a good look around there. And uh, also take note of the helpline number again, one 853 four three seven and of course our momentum care line one eight hundred triple zero six three six that's one eight hundred triple zero men and the momentum website momentumaustralia.org uh, one thing before we wrap up um, with regards to parents beyond breakup they offer an incredible thing online and you'll see it at the website the separation checklist and this offers some simple keys and helpful advice to help parents move forward well following a breakup or separation and rob is going to be uh, on uh, momentum again next week and we're going to talk uh, through the separation checklist. This is just awesome and something that is really, really practical in this space. But Rob, we thank you for your time today, mate. And we're looking forward to speaking with you again next week. Thanks very much for the opportunity. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum.